Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Salty Pastor Podcast, the podcast you've been looking for to really discover biblical truths in this culture today that is so set on non-biblical truths. They <laughs> are running rampant with all of these crazy They're ideas. Running rampant, and we are going. It's crazy town. Back to the basics, <laughs> the most important truths, and those are the biblical ones. So, yes. uh, my name is Jesse Mayer. I'm your host of the Salty Pastor, but we can't have the Salty Pastor Podcast <laughs> without the Salty Pastor himself. Please welcome Dr. Douglas Peak. I feel so welcomed. Boy, we are at the end of 2020. Can you believe it, everyone? We are as long at as that it doesn't, point. As long as it doesn't follow that meme where it rolls on to 1301. It just keeps going. Yeah, it just it never ends. No! It's Groundhog Day. Yes. 2020 over and over again. But, you know, what's really so funny is we joke about that. But when you look out through all history, you just see that, in essence, you know, Groundhog Day with Bill Murray is basically how all society and all humanity works. You know, it just repeats the same patterns, the same problems, the same, you know, uh, behaviors. Empires are built and they crumble. And here's a, a unique historical fact, and that is every single empire that has ever been built has crumbled and has never come back ever in all of history over 7,000 years of recorded human history except one what's that one would you like to gander a guess on which empire or nation that would be that has written nope Israel oh really yeah that's the only okay. one mm -hmm. so that's the only nation that has existed twice throughout all human history some people have tried to repeat, like Charlemagne tried to rebuild the Roman Empire. He called it the Holy Roman Empire, but uh, it didn't really come back, and it wasn't Rome by any stretch of the imagination. But 2020 is over, and, man, it's unbelievable how far we've come with this podcast. Absolutely. This is episode 49. 49! So Thursday's episode will be episode 50. So yeah. it is kind of crazy that we're almost at 50 episodes already. 50 episodes. Wow. I was listening to one podcast in, uh, that I listened to semi-regularly, and that guy's at like 1,782. I'm like, he's been doing this He's a while. been going for a while. For a while. Wow. But I mean, yeah, it was. we kind of started this based actually off of a suggestion from, mm -hmm. you know, we, we had batted it back and forth, yes. and then we just heard people really wanting more depth like the yes. the the sermons weren't weren't they were great but they weren't diving as deep as they wanted to go because mm -hmm. you have to keep them within a reasonable time frame yes and so you know we had people coming up saying man i just could listen to you all day and we're like oh really oh could really you could you now <laughs> ask my wife she might disagree with that my children would but say but i no. just had a talk with kim the other day and she listens to the podcast she could choose to opt out of listening to more of you and she listens so yeah we must be on to something yes how funny that is i was talking to one of the female staff members who will remain nameless and there's I a lot said, of them <laughs> and we we were chatting she says my husband listens to it oh she goes but i don't listen to it <laughs> i have a guess as to who that is because <laughs> I, I think she why? told me the same she thing she said well because i'm around you so much i think i just uh, get it but all by osmosis <laughs> 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 and i felt i actually felt compassion for my staff in that moment <laughs> moment oh my goodness is that what it's like working for me but uh, yeah, it's really grown. I mean, the audience has grown, and uh, particularly in the last few months, and it's really 
quite remarkable what the Lord has done. And I think what one of the things in our inception is, is that you and I talked and said, well, what is everybody doing right now in in this type of genre of podcasting? And what everybody does is they always talk about something after the fact, you know, and like in, in most sports uh, podcasts, they talk about the games that happened on Sunday. Right. Um, and then they'll they'll prognosticate a little bit about the upcoming matchups. Uh, but in, in pastors that do podcasts, almost all of them do a podcast that talks about the message that they had already preached. Right. And so I talked about it and said, okay, how can and you, you made a point over and over again is that, okay, Pastor, you know, it's one thing to do a podcast, but what you have to realize what makes it successful or not is sustainability. Right. You know, you have to be able to have consistency, do it at the same time every week, and it's got to be high quality. The audience gets hungry if you don't. Yeah, that's if you're not right. Consistent. And most stuff piddles out because people are inconsistent. So what we did is we chatted about, okay, well, what if I let people into my process of how I write a message, basically? And it, at the beginning of the week, I do all the exegesis. I do all the textual analysis because the first and foremost principle of good preaching is that it be biblically accurate. Right. Absolutely. And then what I do is once I understand the principles of the revelation of God, then what I and I try to always boil them down, distill them down into their purest form. I had a, a, a professor, a theology professor. He said that, you know, the, the thing you always want to do is you want to boil down these biblical principles to their golden nugget. You know, that's the gem of what it really is. And that's the beauty of Christianity and how it's transcended so many different cultures and societies and how it, the main primary reason it's able to go to inside any culture and transform it from the inside, which is so remarkable because every other belief system and every other religion goes into a culture and tries to impose itself on everybody. It forces the culture to dress a certain way, speak a certain language, read certain things. And that's effective to a point. But it, it all as you end up is with compliance over a period of time. You don't end up with transformation. But Christianity is the opposite. Goes in, it uh, uses the culture to communicate these gems, and then it transforms it from the inside out. So uh, that's what I do on, on Tuesdays. And then on Thursdays, you know, I'm at the point now where I'm applying these principles to everyday life. And people are always like, Pastor, how do you, how do you know what the Lord wants these biblical principles to address? Why, how is it that you're so relevant? And I said, well, this is what I do is I kind of um, am a, a student of culture philosophically. I'm not a student of uh, pop culture. You know, like if you're, right. you know, if someone says, well, here's this song, you know. I mean, you're getting a little hipper. Like, I wouldn't say you're a student, but you, you do make some references sometimes. You're being overly gracious. A lot of that comes from my kids, you know. Um, that's the benefit. Once Jake graduates, you're going to have to, like, find another teenager uh, to spend time with so to stay hard. on. <laughs> Just to stay on top, yeah. But, like, you know, sometimes I'll sing songs and stuff like that, and, and Jake will go, Dad, do you know what that song's about? And I go, no, I just heard it somewhere, and I'm, I was and he sends me the lyrics, and I'm like, okay, I better – quit singing that this song. Is not, <laughs> this is not the song for me anymore. Yeah. You know, these little quirky raps that, that he has, and then I realize, oh, that's what the song's about. Uh, I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm not very good at pop culture, but what I am what I am really attuned for, that the, I think the Lord has really wired me to do, and that is understand the philosophical foundation, the premise from which all of these things that are happening come from. And 
So when I was in the youth ministry uh, 30 years ago, uh, what happened is students, it was really popular to go to a concert, a rock concert, and then buy a T-shirt from your favorite band. Right. So back in the 80s, everybody had all these T-shirts from their, yeah, their band tees. It was huge back then. And so a lot of times these kids were wearing these tees and they had all of these images on them. And I would go up and I would analyze the meaning of their T-shirt. And they were like, how in the world do you know that? And, you know, I'd point it out because it's representative because every heavy metal band, every band back then had a philosophical construct through which they communicated what they their values and and what they sang about and why they were popular. And so I would go in there and most of it was nihilism. You know, heavy metal was all about nihilistic, no reason to live. And so it was really easy to analyze those band tees. So that's kind of how I, I got started. I'm wired for that. And so what I do is I, I understand where our culture is going and why it's going in that direction. And then I apply these biblical principles to that. So I, I think it's been pretty effective. I would agree. And I think a lot of people are really enjoying this. Um, as always, we're really encouraging you guys to leave comments or send mm-hmm. us an email if you're if there's something you want us to dive into and it's, it fits into what we're we're talking about it's like we want to know what's kind of going on with you guys because that could help inform feedback is always a big deal it it helps us kind of cater this more towards those that are listening and want um what you guys might want to hear more Mm -hmm. of or less of or what it might be um good for you especially on the the culture side which is usually our thursday episode so tuesday's the exegesis um really boiling down the biblical principles and and taking the scriptures uh, it's more like the bible study portion of the podcast yeah. and then mm-hmm. thursday we really get into the culture and so if there's culturally stuff that is yes. interesting to you um that the bible can speak into then um, we'd be interested in that so and and that's one of the big challenges right now is that uh people will have some favorite episodes you know that they will recommend to a friend and they'll pass it on a lot of people are are sharing those and I think that's that's what we're we're really attempting to do is people are prior to 2020 I would talk about this and there are a few people that were interested in it but more and more people are extremely interested in it because what they do is they see our society unraveling uh, one of the outcomes of COVID is to show how untrustworthy so many of our institutions are right in some ways the political divide is growing so big why why is that and so now people really want to know and i which i think is critical because like when you go see your doctor and you say hey i have this problem or i have this health issue you want a doctor that's going to take the time to diagnose the right problem because if you treat just the symptom or you treat some a wrong diagnosis that just makes things worse and so i think when we were really talking about uh, critical race theory and the racial divide and that is is that uh ev- i think uh everybody that i know of all the theologians all of the pastors all the leaders in christianity who lead churches and so forth and work in seminaries or maybe colleges and universities every single one says with one voice that our goal is to heal racial and ethnic divides and to make sure that inequality treating somebody differently because of maybe their ethnicity 
is wrong. It's not only wrong in Christianity, where Paul talks specifically against that, but also it's wrong and bad for society, right? Right. The, the problem, though, is what critical race theory does is just makes it worse, you know, makes it 10 times worse. It, it's not solving anything because it's it reduces all interactions to power structures. So what we want to do is is people are taking these episodes and stuff and sharing it more people and so this is why i think um our christ birthday offering is just so exciting this year because we have a number of people who said how can we take this episode and then how can we uh repackage it in a way for people across the board that i could share with friends or we could send to a school or something like that where people could access on their phone and at their own pace kind of work through these things. And we'd like to come up with a series of videos that talk about these principles. It has all of the data, all of the facts, all the statistics. It's graphically represented in a way that's engaging. And we do all of that in under five minutes, you know, because that's really the magic time slot for a video on your phone. Yes, our our attention span on phones is very short these days. And I think the people that would benefit most from this is teenagers. And so you're, you're, when, we, when we have an opportunity to give here at the end of the year, what we have an opportunity is not only understand what's happening in our culture, but actually do something about it to turn the tide. And this is more important than politics. You know, I know that a lot of people uh, have strong political opinions. I think that's awesome. But what's happening here is a philosophical shift in the definition of what it means to be a human being. And that is really where, at its core, we can have the greatest success. Because when you get a young person and you say, you're a human being, you're a sentient, free-willed, sovereign individual. And once they get that, then that, that, that creates a foundation, a launching pad for everything else that they're going to do and discover in life. Well, and I think it's important to note that, like, really that's where the church's focus should be is on really that soul and core identity Correct. of who you are, not politics telling you who you are, not the schools mm -hmm. even telling you who right. you are. Or the church, culture. Yeah, the culture. It's like th this yeah. is our wheelhouse, and this is how yeah. we are really wanting to speak into that. We're not going after these mm -hmm. um, social movements or right. anything like that. We want to speak into the real problem that's going on you know gi joe used to say knowing's half the battle if you know yeah. what you're actually fighting yeah. then it <laughs> go gonna, joe yes um and so that's what we're really trying to do with this end of year giving we started with the christ birthday offering yes. um last week during the christmas eve services and you still have ways to give to that so if you're really feeling mm -hmm. led to help support this end of year giving campaign. Um, you can do that in all the usual ways you would normally give or tithe. Um, you can do it through text messaging. Yeah. You can go to the website and click on the big give button. If you've got the app, the Foothills app, um, there's a big button that says give on that as well. Yeah. You can drop off a donation here at the office or in one of the, the um, big giving boxes. boxes. Yeah, the big the orange of the boxes. And the so term, yeah. you can just mail it in if you mm -hmm. want. Um, any of those are options and there's so many ways. And if you're like, I don't know exactly how I want to give, you can always just call the office and they can walk you through any yes. 
Um, if you're like um, Pastor Harv mentioned during the Christ's birthday offering, like even if you have some stocks you want to donate, we can do yes. those as well. Which um, is a great deal. And so, something that's really interesting too, and I think I mentioned this before, is that the the first CARES Act that came out back in uh, April, what it did is if you take the standard deduction on your taxes, which pretty much everybody does, right. you know, because it's so high now, this gives you an extra $300. So basically you can give $300 and then that's deducted from your tax burden so when you pay taxes so it's basically like giving free money almost in a sense and uh it's matched so a 300 dollars donation could hit 600 because we have the challenge because we have a challenge gift so, so that's really exciting so and really you know it's hard sometimes to realize wow what do these things go to well these things go to specific ways in which we can make a difference and I really believe that students today, they need something and they need someone who can tell them this is who you really are as a human being. And this is what life is meant for, because right now what society and media, they're trying to create what I call a cultural hegemony, which is we're going to tell you who you are. And that is we do not want the world telling our young people who they are. Well, and I think it's also important, too, that with this new um, platform that we're creating, it allows you to have those conversations personally yes. by watching the videos or just sending those videos. You don't have to bring that teenager in to talk to Pastor Doug to get them yes. through those yes. things. You now have tools of your own to start making a real impact on the young people yeah. on your own with these tools that we're going to be creating and providing. So I think yeah. that's what's really exciting is we're not we're not centralizing all of this change to yeah. you. We're right. We're saying... Here, we're creating these tools so you guys, our listeners, can go out and make a real impact in young people's lives, mm -hmm. people that are not so young anymore's lives. You can do all of that, and you'll have the tools rather than going, well, you should really just go and watch this video that passed, yeah. you know, this podcast Pastor Doug does for you. You can get engaged and do it. Um, yeah, which I, I think is just so so important because, you know, if you're a parent and your you're sophomore in high school is going through something and you're, you're, you finally get them to open up a little bit, you think, wow, I'd, I'd love for them to go talk to Pastor Steve, you know, the student ministry, or, or Pastor Doug, I heard him preach on this, or blah, blah, blah. And then you, what happens is so often Satan uses the logistics of trying to make that happen, you know, so difficult that it never happens. Those conversations never take place. And so what happens now is by having it that way, you could just say, well, here, let's watch this thing for five minutes and see if we can find an, find an answer. And so it's right there in the moment. Right. Right where you're at. Right, right when where you you're need at. It. Anywhere. Well, and it's good, too, because I know Pastor Steve's philosophy that he developed with you, I believe, was he doesn't want to be there. The, the student's only source of yes. biblical truth and, and their spiritual faith. He wants the parents. parents. He's there to help support the parents, parents walking them yes. through because you guys are with them more often yeah, than, you, than he is. You he parents them are maybe the best. twice yep. a week. You're with them every day, yep. and you should be the ones that are empowered to really be leading them yeah. through their walk. Parents and grandparents, you guys have the most important role, and, and you will shape the next generation. So, um, like I said, if you are interested mm -hmm. in helping support that, um, we're, we're wrapping up the end of your giving on the 31st. So, yes. yep. um, mm -hmm. we would like to support you in whatever ways we need to help you um, make that difference. Mm -hmm. So let us know if we can do that by either calling the office, email, mm -hmm. smoke signals, maybe even we'll have someone on the roof <laughs> looking for smoke signals. Yeah, just go to our web website, check it out, and you can just give right through there. Perfect. Well, let's, this is our biblical study day. Oh my. <laughs> We're starting a new series. Yes. Um, 
talk to me about this new series that we're starting. Well, it's called Seven Rules for Life, and it's uh, based on an in-depth study of the book of Galatians. Uh, in the New Testament, Paul wrote a letter, and it was to a group of people that live in a region. It was a church there in the region of Galatia, which is kind of like the middle part of modern-day Turkey. Uh, so it's right there. And in the study of Galatians, uh, I think it's, you know, some basic things, themes come out that are really pretty important. Uh, in Galatian church in particular, there was a group of people who had discovered the truth of who they were in Christ. They believed in faith and they started following Jesus. But now some people came in after the fact pretty quickly started leading them astray. So Paul writes them a letter in, to give them these seven rules. Uh, now, there could be, you could organize them to say there's ten or whatever. I just put them into seven. Hey, we like seven. Seven's a good number. Seven's a great number. And that these are the basic principles on how to live the new life that they were given and what will happen if they abandon it. Okay. So I think some of the main themes in there were... Uh, we're, we're going to talk about on this coming Sunday, kick it off. And that is, is that you need to maintain or focus on your purpose in life. Never lose your purpose in life. And he talks about that and, and what happens when we abandon our purpose, how it really has consequences in our life that we don't anticipate. And so we're really going to dig into that on Sunday. He goes on to talk about how you should avoid outside pressures, particularly the world. The world in which you live is constantly trying to conform you into it. This is one of the biggest challenges for young people, you know, and they're being forced and pressured in ways that you could never imagine. Uh, we call this a cultural hegemony. And what that means is that the culture tries to decide what people should think and believe. And often the people who are influencing those are people that you wouldn't trust your pet parakeet with, let alone your own kids. Right. So uh, the uh, another principle that he talks about, another rule has to how you need to develop trustworthy mentors, people who are going to speak the truth, not people who are rude and caustic, but people who just are willing to say hard things to you when you need to hear them. And so you have to develop that relationship. We want to dig into the difference between living by law or living by faith, what that means, how the goals you set in your life determine your choices, and then your choices determine your future. We're going to talk about how to know and understand the actual work of Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit in your daily life. And then uh, how community is a place where we really grow. Jesus designed us to grow in community, so we should seek out healthy community. So Awesome. Um, I do appreciate, so we just did a study in Philippians before yeah. we did Jesus is King, Galatians. I do appreciate how they keep the naming system really easy in the Bible. <laughs> so the Galatians book was written for the people of Galatia. <laughs> Philippians was written for the people of Philippi. Yeah. They just have named books by the people yeah. that wrote them. They yeah. don't get overly crazy, yeah. which is really, really Yeah, you nice. don't hear any, like, pie pop psych names of books you know yeah. discovering your real self you don't <laughs> they, hear that they keep it real easy yeah. which is a hey people living at galatia here you go <laughs> so our so. our first principle that you're going to uh work on is the maintaining and focusing on your purpose right yes you want to yeah. dive into that I, a little bit well I, yeah i do i, I want to talk a little bit about today is that he he speaks right off the bat uh, he uses this term called who has bewitched you, O Galatians. And this is not a reference to the old 
TV show Bewitched. No, it <laughs> is not. He say, you know, he uses it in a way that um, is basically you've been led astray, you know, and he says you've heard a different gospel, and and I think that the concept of gospel is really important to understand, and that is the gospel is a term to a specific axiomatic truth. So when you say, have you heard the gospel of Jesus? And what you're saying is uh, to someone, look, have you, do you understand the basic axiomatic truth of Jesus, who he is and what he did? It's, it's the, the, the core point of why he came and so who you, you are. So you're not just asking because people throw that phrase around a lot, yeah. you know, sometimes as a joke, you know, have you heard the gospel of Jesus? Right. And really what you're asking is not have you read the Bible, but like, yeah. do you understand what yes. Jesus did for you and how that affects yeah. your life is what they really should be. asking. Exactly. So like if you go and you watch a football game, you you know, people are like, OK, what's the point of this game? You know, how does it work? You know, if you let's say you take someone who's never seen it before and they're like, oh, I hear football such a big deal. You know what? What's the point of the game? And so what you're saying is, OK, let me explain to you the gospel of football. All right. The gospel of the football. gospel of football. <laughs> you know, if you, you, you know, when you go and, and you see our I mean, it just goes across the board when you go to work for a company. You know, uh, there's a story of a young man who graduated from college and he got a job at a big corporation and he went to talk to his dad, who is very successful, a businessman, CEO of a very large company. And he said, Dad, what advice would you give me? And he said, son, learn how do they learn how they keep score and score. Hmm. So that was the gospel of his career. So so when you say the gospel, um, you're talking about here's the core truth. And so it's it's here's the point. Here's the outcome. Here's your involvement. So it, it kind of revolves around those basic principles or truths. And I call those axiomatic. They're unchanging truths. You know, so in verse six, he says this, he goes, I'm astonished that you are so quickly deserting the one who called you to live in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. So that's where he's talking about. Someone has come in and given them a different basic foundational axiomatic truth of who they are, who Christ is and how they interact with one another. So you're in Galatians 1, that was verse 6. Yes. And so this week we're talking about really like your purpose and how that relates to this axiomatic truth of mm -hmm. the gospel. Okay, cool. So so in essence what, what he's doing is he's basically saying is that here's one of the rules, and that is, is that when you lose your mission in life, then you lose everything that makes your life joyful. Because what you're going to lose is you're going to lose a foundation of peace. You're going to lose a foundation of calm. You know, you're going to lose a foundation of calling. You're going to have a misunderstanding of who you are, what your skill set is, what your personality is like, how you relate to other people. So this, this, when you lose your mission in life, you lose all meaning in life. Your love life loses its meaning. Because you don't understand the whole point of love. You, go, you kind of become unmoored, right? You are unmoored. Yeah, you're just That's that. a nautical term, right? <laughs> yes, it is. You're unmoored. 
So what happens is it means that your uh, your main line has become unhooked from the dock or from its anchor. And so now you're just floating here and there. And so the biggest thing is, is that, you, you know, do you want to experience real love in your life? Do you really want to understand what real love is about? Do you really want to understand what true authentic friendship is about? Do you really want to understand how to fall in love with the right person? See, one of the biggest challenges that we have in our society today is because people don't understand their mission in life, what brings them meaning and purpose in Christ Jesus. Guess what? They fall for the wrong people constantly. And then they'll fall for the right person, but then bad things happen, so they convince themselves, I must have made the wrong choice. So, uh, so our society has totally unmoored us from how to have healthy, vibrant, wonderful marriages and families. And, that, and you see the devastation of that across the board. Um, you see how our society has unmoored itself from the basic concepts of human sovereignty, human dignity, and liberty, your freedom to guide your life by your own conscience. So our society has left that. And now what society is trying to do is it's ripping us apart by putting us in groups and pitting ourselves against each other. You know? They're turning it into almost like a gladiator ring. Yeah, it's Survivor. The, yeah. It's Survivor And Island. you're getting voted off or yeah. canceled. Yeah, you're getting canceled. You're getting voted off until there's only me left. You know, I'm the only one who's who's going to be there and I'm in control. And and what to me, the underlying point of that is that when you lose the mission and purpose of life, in Christ, you lose the whole mission and purpose and meaningful way in which you can actually build a society hmm. so that it gets along. And that comes from what they call a social contract, you know, and that's what's being unwoven. Uh, so we not only see it in our marriages and our love lives, we're seeing it in our family life, and now we're seeing it in our societal life. And, and that's why I think maintaining your mission and purpose in life, understanding what it is and staying committed to it is significantly important, and it should be one of the rules of your life. And Because if you don't have that rule in your life, then you'll depart from it when you're tired. As Pastor Harv says, when you're hungry or angry, you know, you depart from that and you'll go do whatever you want and then you'll suffer the consequences because you reap what you sow. And that's and that's what's really interesting, because that's where that statement is written. It's written in the last chapter of Galatians, Galatians. that okay. we reap what we sow. And so so this rule of life starts us on the very front end by saying never depart from your mission so that basically the most important thing you can do as a young person is in middle school a teenager and in college is discover the answer to the question why am i here on the face of this earth why do i exist and for what purpose do i exist hmm. those are the two most important questions every person should start with and every person should answer and if once you answer those properly guess what you are on the course to an awesome life well, I'm excited for the start of this new series. We're going to talk a little bit more on Thursday. I do want to say I'm glad you didn't do some pun called uh, 2020 vision or something for the start of this <laughs> season. I don't think anybody ever wants to hear the phrase 2020 ever, ever again. again so yeah. I think I think that was a good choice on this series. So This is seven rules for life. And that's starting this Sunday. It we starts are- this Sunday, January 3rd, when we kick off 
Join us in a micro church. Join us through church at home. Join us on campus. We will be here and everywhere as a church. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much. And make sure you tune in on Thursday for our 50th episode of The Salty Pastor. See you then. Blessings.